I'm Carol Joy Side, and welcome to the Homeschool Made Simple podcast. This is a podcast to help you homeschool simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. Well, this afternoon, I'm sitting at my dining room table looking out at the most beautiful day here in Oklahoma, and I wanted to bring you just a gift in introducing you to a woman an author, a missionary, a leader in the church for many, many years in England and in Africa and around the world. Her name is, we pronounce it in America incorrectly, Patricia St. John. Patricia St. John. Her name is actually pronounced Patricia Sinjin in England, um, and that is how she pronounced her name, but we in America um, pronounce it as it's spelled, St. John. And Patricia and her family were raised in a very unique situation. Um, her brothers and sisters were raised in a home. First of all, the fun, the really fun part is that her father met her mother when she was just a little girl. And he, she was, he was in a church service and her mom's dad so her grandpa was speaking and the little girl fell off the chair and made a big noise and the young kind of preteen picked her up and carried her home for her family and from that day on he felt that the Lord told him that she was going to be his wife someday and he waited a very very long time and finally as they were crossing a busy street he proposed to her, and she looked up to him as a Bible teacher, and um, so many, he was such a, Harold St. John was such a stellar Christian on every level, and a teacher, and a leader, and a discipler of men, and she idolized and idealized him, and so when he finally proposed, she just stood right in the middle of the street and said, well, Yes, of course. And they went on to have a nice big family. Um, and because Harold St. John was a missionary and basically an evangelist, a traveling evangelist and discipler, really in an apostolic kind of way, not as, in terms of the, the 12, but you know what I mean. He, he was one who kind of was sent out and brought the gospel and mentored and discipled people and raised up the church throughout the world. And so his sweet wife, who had a wonderful, upbeat, happy personality, uh, finally one time when he was going to be gone like a year discipling and, and traveling, she decided, well, um, my nanny is in uh, Switzerland, and she had stayed very, Patricia St. John's mother had stayed very close to her nanny, and so they just moved to Switzerland for a year. And they just um, lived in a beautiful little village where Ella's nanny lived still. And she rented rooms and, and things. And so Patricia and her family grew up in this idyllic village for a year. And then after that, they went back to Malvern and stayed with the gram grandma and the great-grandma and um, just really had a wonderful life. Patricia St. John was a ton of fun, and so were all of her siblings, and they were not um, raised in some kind of a weird, um, you know, stuffy, stiff, 
uh, Victorian home, but they were raised to love Jesus and love one another and to have fun and to be creative and artistic and athletic. And they just lived a rich, full life. And as they got older, the Lord called each of them. Patricia was a nurse. Her brother, her older brother, became a medical doctor. And her other sister, Hazel, was also a nurse. And so their brother uh, went off to Morocco. And um, while he was serving there, he, he basically built a hospital there uh, for Muslims in Morocco. And Elizabeth, after teaching, I'm sorry, uh, Patricia, I should say, after teaching in different schools and doing all sorts of different types of ministry, really felt called to the mission field as well. And so she rode on her brother's uh, motorcycle all the way to Africa and went to Morocco, to Tangiers in Morocco. And she served there pretty much the rest of her life as a British nurse. And if you've read her book, Star of Light, it's semi-autobiographical about a little boy named Hamid and um, the, the way that she ministered to the street children and all the different things that Patricia St. John did. And we're so blessed because even though she went to be with the Lord, uh, I would guess about 20 years ago, but we are so blessed that she wrote her own autobiography on the story of her life. And if you want to order them, um, I don't mind paying a lot of money for certain things that I really, really want. And so you have to be a little bit of a detective. You might have better luck with British um, book companies, you know, used book companies. But in America, uh, it her book is called Patricia St. John, <clears throat> excuse me. No, I'm sorry. This is the British. This is the Scottish edition. Patricia St. John tells her own story. Harold Shaw Press also did an edition of the same book and with a slightly different title, it's called In Ordinary Woman's Extraordinary Faith. In Ordinary Woman's Extraordinary Faith, the autobiography of Patricia St. John. So, Patricia is best known not for being a nurse or missionary, although she was one of the most famous British women missionaries of all time, but she's best known for being a writer of her in her own realm. And she wrote fiction for children. She wrote many biographies, and then she also wrote some books for adults. And I never tire of reading her books. I read them over and over and over again. And I cannot recommend them highly enough to you. Let's start with the children's books, which she's best known for. And we'll kind of go from there, and then I'll give you a few others. So probably the book that most people associate with Patricia St. John or Sinjin is the book Treasures of the Snow. Treasures of the Snow was such a bestseller that Moody Press, who was the publisher here in America, actually decided that they wanted to make a film of it. And when they did, they contacted, it was set in Switzerland where Patricia and her family had spent that idyllic year. And Patricia kind of fictionalized some of it and some of it was very autobiographical. 
And um, she did have a Snow White kitten, and she did everything that she talked about, the Christmas and the chalet and the cows being let out and, you know, all those things was very much autobiographical. And uh, when Moody wanted to make a movie of it, they contacted the village there in Switzerland, and they said, absolutely not. They've had terrible experiences with movie film companies coming in and just you know, destroying their village, and they said no. And then they found out that it was for Patricia St. John, and they remembered her mother, Mrs. Sinjin, and how they all loved her in the village. And they said, oh, why didn't you say so? And they said, yes, you may come. And so Patricia and the film crew all came in and filmed the movie, which I highly recommend as well. The uh, book of hers that I consider her masterpiece, not as well known for, but I consider it the very, very best book she wrote for children, is a book called Star of Light. And that, again, is set autobiographically there in Morocco, and it stars um, a little boy named Hamid, and he was actually based on a real child, a real street waif there in Morocco and the nurse is Patricia so that's my very favorite book of all time and when I read it to my granddaughter at first it kind of was a little scary because it starts with this kind of dark situation and then as the little boy and his sister escape that situation and come into the city and meet the British nurse as they call her um, it becomes the most joy-filled gospel-centered book you could ever read to your children. And if you have a child that really doesn't know Christ yet, I think it would be a great book to read out loud with them and let the Holy Spirit do his, his work. She also wrote a book called Three Go Searching, Where the River Begins. Uh, she wrote a book called Tanglewood's Secret, and that was also made into a film. So it is She's just a very, very well-known author. I first discovered her as a young mom myself um, through the writings of Susan and Edith Schaefer. They talked about how Edith Schaefer read these books to all of her children living there in Waymo, Switzerland. And then Susan, her daughter, talks about the impact they had on her. And she wasn't that well-known back then in America, but she was very well known in England. And so I just would, you know, scrape. And of course, that was before the internet and trying to find books online that were hard to find. And so when I would find one, I would just do a little dance of glee because they were very rare. One thing you need to be aware of is over the years, Moody published many of Patricia's um, children's books, but they didn't uh, they, they published them unabridged, which I'm so grateful for. But then in recent years, before they went out of print completely in America, they published them and edited them. So on the front page, it'll say, as told by or retold by and with some lady's name or something. Run from those like the hills. We don't ever want to read abridged books. If our children are too young to read the real thing, we just want to wait. 
so that we don't rob them of the beauty of the writing and the richness of the content. So if we can help it, other than Pilgrim's Progress, um, I don't ever recommend reading an abridged book and certainly not her books. So um, be sure that you find older editions and hopefully those will be safe, you know, in, from the 50s, the 60s. But when you get into the 80s and the 90s, that's, I think, when Moody very sadly started editing her books. Now, she also wrote some biblically set books and then some nonfiction books for children. So the two books that I just highly recommend and are on all my book lists, if you've been to my seminars, are The Runaway and Twice Freed. The Runaway and Twice Freed. So The Runaway is from the book of Philemon, and um, it is a wonderful, wonderful book. And again, set in biblical times and about a little boy who keeps hearing about this prophet, Jesus. And um, he's a Gentile and he's wondering how, you know, how would this Messiah work for me? And then the book Twice Freed. So sorry, The Runaway is not about Philemon. It's by Philo. Uh, a Phoenician boy, sorry, and he has a sister who is demon-possessed. I got the two books confused there for a moment, sorry. And um, he comes as a Gentile, and then, of course, his mother comes and asks, don't the dogs at least get to eat the crumbs from under their ta the table? Because Jesus had said, I've come for the lost sheep of Israel, and they were Gentiles. And then the mother said, Oh, yes, but don't the dogs get to eat because they called the Gentiles Gentile dogs? And the mother said, yes, but don't we get to at least eat the crumbs? And Jesus said, great is your faith. Your daughter is well. And this precious little girl that had just been demonized her whole life was delivered and healed. So that's the story of the runaway. And then the book Twice Freed is the story of Onesimus, who was the runaway slave from the book of Philemon. And um, it's a lovely, lovely book. Oh, and it's, you know, the thing about Patricia St. John is she does her homework. She really knows her history and the culture and the scripture. And so it's not sometimes Christian fiction can just be like, oh, deliver me from this. It's so lame. But you will never say that with a Patricia St. John book, ever. Then she wrote several books that are nonfiction, many, but I'm just, I'm just skimming the top. Uh, probably my favorite to just hand to children who can read well. I know uh, my granddaughter's read this to herself, and uh, a young mom that I was just speaking with told me that her children are now reading it to themselves. And it's called A Young Person's Guide to Knowing God. A Young Person's Guide to Knowing God. And it is from the publishing company in, uh, in um, Scotland, and it's called Christian Focus Publication, 
Christian-focused publication, and it was um, originally written in 1983. Patricia St. John lived to quite a ripe old age. She had come home to England, but continued to write and mentor and disciple, and she worked with all the street kids, and they'd come and have tea and stories and prayer at her house, all these rough, tough little boys, and um, she died in her sleep after a full day of ministry in her middle 80s, and what a stellar Christian she was and someone who I want to grow up to be like. So she wrote A Young Person's Guide to Knowing God, and she just talks about, you know, doctrine and um, just gives children a really good foundation, but it's not one of those preachy, annoying devotional books for children that just, ugh, children don't care for and no one who reads to them would care for them either. Then a, another book she wrote called Prayer is an Adventure, Building a Friendship with God. And she just talks about how to pray and what does that look like. And these are such practical things without being like sermonettes. And then some of my favorite books that she uh, Patricia wrote were based on her ministry that she did in the later years of her life. Um, it was like a, a third world mercy ministry that she and another uh, young man created. And um, out of that, she spent time in refugee camps uh, during famines and during civil wars. And I mean, she just saw all of what the world is walking. And she didn't live a sheltered life is my point. So she wrote uh, a book called A Courageous Journey, the story of a family's will to survive and it talks about an Ethiopian girl and her brother and sister and how she travels to save their lives and meets Christ through the journey. And then another book uh, set in kind of a war zone. This book is set, I believe, in Lebanon and yes, during the civil, the civil War in Lebanon in the 1980s. And it's a story of a lovely family um, and how they walk in forgiveness and love. And so it comes in two different titles. One is called Nothing Else Matters. It has a horrible cover, I'm so sorry to say. So you might want to, it's just, it would not appeal to a child. It wouldn't appeal to anyone. Then another edition is just called If You Love Me, A Story of Forgiveness. And that one is from Moody. Nothing Else Matters is from Kingsley Press. And I think that might be a European. Let me just see here. I believe that is not an American publisher. Yes, Scripture Union. So uh, Patricia primarily wrote for the Ministry of Scripture Union in England. And that's what her books all originally were published through. And so then there are often American editions as well. And then she wrote some biographies that you just don't want to miss. And anyone that, you, and they're hard to find. But one of my favorites is her biography on Lilius Trotter. Lilius Trotter, who also worked with Muslims, she predated uh, Patricia. And this is also published by OM Publishing here in the States, and there's probably a British edition as well. But um, this book is so 
beautifully written. And it's a story of Lilius who came from a very wealthy family and she was a fine artist, a, a, you know, a true artist and painter. And um, the art critic, Ruskin, discovered her when she was on a trip with her mother. She came, as I said, from a well-off family, and she was kind of making the grand tour, and she was sketching and drawing, and John Ruskin saw her work, and he asked her mother if he could take her under his wing. And he said, I will make you one of the most famous women artists in the world. And she had the whole world at her feet. And she said, I'm really, no, sorry, I'm called to the mission field. I'm called to the Muslim world. And she gave up fame and fortune and prestige and served quietly and barely had a single convert, gave her whole life to the Muslim people, sharing the gospel of Christ there. And um, she was unhealthy, but she just never gave up. She never gave up in ministry there in North Africa. And she worked for 27 years in the same place. And in those days, missionaries didn't come home. They didn't have furloughs. It was the real deal. Uh, they were, and not that it isn't the real deal to be missionary today. I don't mean to say it that way. But it was just such harsh conditions with little or no communication available, no support. And how these, these, especially these women missionaries that didn't even have, you know, the protection of a husband, how they faithfully served and never gave in and never gave up. And the role models that we just benefit so much from. And then another one of her books that I enjoyed so much is the story of Patricia's father, Harold, who was much more famous than she was in many ways. And this is called A Portrait. Oh, it's called Harold St. John, A Portrait by His Daughter. Harold St. John, A Portrait by His Daughter. I love it. It's, of course, the true story of another very famous missionary. He was so much fun. And when he would come home, they, it just chaos would break out in their family. There would, all discipline would go. They would just have wild, fun times because daddy was home and he, he was so loving and he was so kind and the impact that he had on Patricia and each of the children and the unconditional love and the wisdom and the theological knowledge. I mean, he was such a famous theologian and how that influenced all of his children who went into the ministry as well. And so often missionaries' children don't want anything to do with the missionary because maybe they had a you know, a difficult or traumatic childhood. But the St. John family had so much joy in their upbringing. And Sunday was their favorite day of the week because their mom made it so fun, even though church was all these little elderly people and, and their wild family. But when they'd get home, everything was just great food, fun games, and they kept it, you know, biblical. You have to spell, you know, a biblical name or you have to, you know, so they kept it biblical, but they made it so, so much a, a source of rejoicing in their family life and in their adult life as well. So I want to close with a book that I just got and I'm super excited. It's also from Scotland from Christian Focus and it's called Life Everlasting. 
and it's uh, subtitled. It had uh, several different titles. Let me read you the original title. It was originally called A Missionary Muses on the Creed. A Missionary Muses on the Creed. It was originally written in 1964 there in England and Scotland, and then then it was republished, Life Everlasting, A Better Way to Live. And it's, uh, of course, from England. But what it talks about is, is Patricia really exhorting people as they go out into the mission field, preparing them um, because so often missionaries are always fighting with each other and they can't get along and, and really preparing people's hearts for the missionary field and the experience of how difficult it is to just have maybe 10 English-speaking people in your life. And they may be very, very different and quite a bit more elderly than you are and with much more conservative views on comportment and, um, you know, financial uh, expenditures and, you know, these older missionaries and then they, how the young missionaries can really annoy them and vice versa. And just, she gives such practical, joyful advice. So any missionary as they're leaving needs to have this book tucked under their arm as they're getting on now the plane, it used to be the ship. And um, she just was such a seasoned warrior for the Lord and had been through very, very hard things, but never left her, never lost her sparkle, her vitality, and um, made such an impact on everyone who she knew. Her, Her nephew at her funeral said, tea and cookies with auntie is an adventure. Everything she did, just she just brought such excitement and life into every uh, interaction that she had. So I highly recommend Patricia St. John to you. Don't let your children grow up without her, and don't you uh, live life without her mentorship. She will change your life. Well, thank you for joining this me this week on the Homeschool Made Simple podcast. If you liked what you heard in this episode, I'd appreciate a rating and a review on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help too. Visit my website, Carol Joy Side. Carol with an E at the end, Joy Side, spelled S-E-I-D. CarolJoySide.com to subscribe to our weekly email and receive exclusive discounts in my online store where seminars and interviews are available. Be sure to tune in next week for my next episode where I help you homeschool simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. Blessings.